is Britt. And Tim. And this is Till Till Death Death Do Do Us Recap. Recap. It is Friday and we are a little behind our recap schedule this week. So we appreciate your patience. We've... We know that you guys have been really distressed without it for the last day. Everyone's losing their damn minds. (laughs) Um, But yeah, sometimes the news is just so depressing and your dog has to go to the vet last minute. And the last thing you can think of doing is recapping reality television. Um, But it's a new day today. And sometimes the very correct thing to do when things are tough, is to return to reality television, wouldn't you say? The antidote. <laughs> the antidote to, the to struggle. <laughs> we have the antidote for us and hopefully for you. Yeah, so. hopefully for you too. Um, okay, let's get into it. So this was episode 14, season 12. Titled, I expected a little better. <laughs> and honestly, I expected a little better myself <laughs> from all these from all these couples <laughs> and certain people in particular. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's get into it. Like I would say a huge focus of this week is everyone going deeper into their backgrounds with each other, um, yes. family and how that relates to their backgrounds, as well as unanswered questions from last week that Dr. Pepper is now basically holding them accountable to. Like, what have you guys actually talked about since I saw you as individuals? So um, let's start with Haley and Jacob. Oh, my goodness. My goodness gracious. This was... Okay, wait. We're going to start with our unfiltered bots because this week on Unfiltered, um, the after show for episode 13, that was right before the new episode, um, was Haley, Clara, and Pastor Cow. So we were excited because there hasn't been, like, since we've started it, the only female we've been seeing is Brianna, who we love, but it's not like she has a lot of juice to report. So, um, and then as we've discussed, the men are on recovery tours when they come on the show. So I was just so curious what we were going to get. And I have to say, I mean, we're, so we're going to talk about Haley right now because, I mean, she was the most, I feel like she gave us the most substance. Um, but we definitely got a few gems that came out. So Haley definitely seemed like tense to me and like she was there to help people understand well, where she's if coming you're from. yes, and if you're saying that the the guys are going on their redemption sure. rewrite history rewrite history <laughs> tour, I think it's pretty fair to say that Haley was kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like she actually like gave us rather than just like no, everything was great or oh, actually I knew everything. It was more like oh, I actually have more things for you guys to know about that you don't know about, which yes. is fun. So. First thing that she said when she referred to the honeymoon, because obviously we're always referencing this elephant de la intimacy that they had for a second and then lost. And she said, things happen in Vegas that shouldn't have happened. So she's basically implying we had sex and we shouldn't have. Yeah. Right? Yeah, she's acknowledged that in the past. Yeah, I've just never heard her say it that way. Like, Oh, things happen in Vegas that shouldn't have happened. I've never heard her say it that way. Huh. 
Okay. You seem unimpressed. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I just, I thought that in the past week she's admitted that they've had sex and that that no, was kind of that. like a mistake. Okay. Okay. Um, and then she did talk about, she just got deeper into like what we've been talking about, which is that feeling that like when her and Jacob are speaking, it feels like she's interviewing him. And she talked about how even on, I think it was the honeymoon or yeah, like right after they got married, she asked him about his love language and like, yes. how can I understand you better? What's your love language? And she was like, he never asked me mine. He literally never asked me mine. And then it was weeks later that I brought it up. Like, hey, do you want to know mine? And I was just like, okay, this to me is the perfect. It's small, but it's a perfect encapsulation of the biggest issue. Yes, absolutely. And she just talked about how. I mean, how easy of that. And there's other examples of this later Mm -hmm. in the episode. And, you know, by no means do we think that Haley is perfect in this episode. But how easy, looking back, how easy of an answer or a conversation starter is this? It's so easy. I know. It's It's, so easy. She's handing it to him. Exactly. My, my... All you have to do is reflect the question back. Yes. My love language is... Uh, physical touch. Okay, like this is this is what makes me feel loved. X, Y, and Z. What about you? What are you know? It's like it's not come that hard. on, Jacob. It's called having a conversation. It is. It's called the easiest way to have a conversation is to ask the same question you were just asked back. It's very basic. Um, but he doesn't have it. He's not like he's not driven to connect that way. Like it's like he doesn't even compete. I don't think it's like a need that he has. Which, again, kind of plays to our feelings sometimes of just like, is there any depth here? It's hard for me to tell if he is so shut down. Yeah. Because of the fact that, like, they had sex. It's It was clearly a mistake. She said that she wasn't attracted to him. Like, he's... And we find out other reasons why he's so hurt. And... It seems like he's so, sh- it's hard to tell if he's so shut down and that's why he's not giving anything back mm-hmm. or if really this is truly like is this just you? His, his personality. Yeah, which like, I just, it makes me go back to that conversation that where last week he said, I think that if you wanted to, we could make it work and be together. Yeah. And it's just like, that is so sad. That says to me that like, you don't think you need more. Like, it's good enough for you if a girl that you're attracted to is is fine with like it being as surface level as it is between you two. Yeah. And just coexisting. Yeah. And like yeah. So that's what makes me think this is bigger than just this this is a little bit of who he is. But okay, let's get into it. So we start with um I know you're going to have so much to say. We start with sports. We start with Jacob showing up with a freshly trimmed faux hawk, sort of. Um, He looks full on like Bono at this date. He's got the tinted glasses. So, the aviators. The like He's giving big Bono vibes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shoes. That's all I could think about. I know. And we're going to, we'll get more to this. I, for all of the things that I understand about where Haley's coming from. I think what happens later in regards to the dress shoes in the clothes, like 
she is ridiculous with this shit and so judgmental and oh, surface level. Like, it's such hell? a bad look. Who the hell cares what he and wears yet, to a batting cage? Okay, but, still, but also we do, though, but, because I would, you and I would be like, you know it. Like, we care about that. So we would be like, oh, a dress shoe with a batting cage. That's interesting. Are those... <laughs> Are those wingtips? So, <laughs> it's I'm torn because I'm like, wow, you look like such a bitch when we get into that later. Haley does. Yes. Yes. But also like, Jacob, why would you wear a dress shoe and a zip up athletic chaqueta and a tinted aviator? Well, he doesn't care an- much for tennis shoes. Yeah, which but that's there, all beside there, the point. Is there a tennis shoe trauma in his background? I don't know. Maybe it's like the pumpkins. <laughs> it's like he... <laughs> pumpkins and tennis shoes. He's traumatized by. Anyway, the okay. The yeah, batting get into cages. It. So First we go batting all, cages, then we go putt putt. Yes. I thought they were two different dates. Tim is pretty positive they're at the same place, which makes a lot of sense. So you get into your sporting analyses. Okay, few few thoughts here to parse through. First of all, Haley is a woman after my own heart when it comes to competitive things. Oh, she's so competitive. Because she shows up to the batting cages before the dates start to (laughs) practice. Oh, that's To practice. I'm like, mad props. Okay. (sighs) Here's the thing about batting cages, folks. Okay. Batting cages have a sliding scale. It's one of the only, like, game date activities that you can do, sports-related activities that you can do in which you get to choose your own level of difficulty, okay? Mm -hmm. As we saw with Eric in Virginia, you go to the driving range, you can either hit a golf ball or you can't hit a golf ball. (laughs) Like, batting cages have different speed levels, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, unless you are a former baseball player, I don't understand why you're stepping into a 60 mile per hour cage to hit balls. Is that fast or slow? It's fast for someone who has no idea what they're doing. So his whole thing was it's too slow. Yes. So he continues (laughs) to whiff after whiff after whiff all of these pitches. (laughs) And then now Haley does the smart thing. She's hitting slow pitch softball. Okay, that's like your general. You're going to the batting cages. You're having a good time. There's no reason unless you're a former baseball player, which I don't have any indication that Jacob has played baseball. No, absolutely. just kind of analyzing his swing. (laughs) I'm not a baseball player myself, but I know a baseball swing. And it kind (laughs) of was just like these very two handed chopping hacks at the ball has the audacity to say, Oh, the reason I'm not hitting is because 60 miles per hour is too slow. No, I'm not buying. I'm not buying that bullshit, Jacob. I'm not. This is okay. That's so funny. You have to. I've talked about before stressing the importance of finding your sweet spot at dates. Yeah. Okay. Like taking Unless okay. you're both going into something that you both know nothing about and you agree we're going to like go and be scared and suck, but like try something new. Exactly. You know, OK, or something like go karts right. where it's like whatever you have fun with it. Like it is what it is. There are not many activities. This is like going to an arcade. Right. Mm-hmm. If you were to take your significant other to an arcade. The whole point is to impress and have fun at the same time. Mm-hmm. OK, I. And know that I'm good at pop a shot. 
the basket, mm. the, oh, the, yeah. the little basketball yeah, you game. Are. Okay, so I'm t- I'm trying to impress you. I'm taking you to an arcade. Yeah. I'm taking you to the Papa Shot. I'm showing you my skills. Maybe I hit the high score. Maybe I win you a lot of tickets. I'm definitely winning you a lot of tickets, but I'm impressing <laughs> you. What I'm not good at is skee ball. I don't mm. like skee ball. I can't figure it out. It I, I never get it. Like I'm embarrassed by my skee ball skills. Okay. <laughs> This is like him going to ski ball and like bitching about the balls not being the right size and the way I'm not used to the ski ball the way they have the ski ball here. No, take ugh, I just yeah, like yeah, it's ridiculous. Lose and the I, mach, lose the machismo. Go hit slow pitch with you. Otherwise, you're gonna look like an ass hat, and yeah. you looked like an ass hat yeah. hacking away at 60 mile per hour pitches. Right. Rant complete. <laughs> Why do you, what was, but then, so he clearly, does this just show how little he actually does know about baseball that he picked 60 and then thought it was too slow? Or do you think he's completely full of shit like he knew he was lying? I think he thought, I think he got in there. He just doesn't know anything, Thinking, hey, check this out. I'm going to crush these pitches, these 60 mile per hour pitches. Why would he think that though? And I mean, even for someone who like played a lot of baseball maybe you would it would take like a couple pitches for you to like get used to the speed hey, i haven't done this for a while but after a few pitches you're hitting consistently okay. so i think he tried to show off it did not Phil work out Jake. he was swinging through it and it looks even worse and no one is buying right that the thing is too slow for you <laughs> Um, okay. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) I loved it. Um, and I just put, so they, they have a conversation between this and Mm Putt-Putt and I would just put like, she is literally spoon feeding him. She's feeding him quirky facts about herself with like a fucking shovel at this point. (laughs) And he can't do anything more than like a bewildered, sarcastic nod. Like, he's so in his head and he's so freaking frozen and rigid and awkward. Like, she's literally being like, she's just feeding facts. She's spilling them out. Like, let me see if I come from this angle, if he'll have something to say about it. He can't even, like, laugh at, like, a humorous fact about her. What was the weird story about her as a child? Oh, oh, she was telling some story about, like... How she was so, like, headstrong as a kid and her mom had that funny story about how... All I remember was at the end how she was, like, obsessed with, like, making sure her towel was right. Oh, laying out by the pool at swimming lessons. Right. Something like and that. she, yeah. like, when she didn't want to swim, she didn't want to swim and it was funny. He pretty she's, much calls her a four-year-old diva. Yeah. I'm she's like, she's like, four years old. She was like, telling an anecdote to be like, isn't that funny that, like, that... Of course, that makes sense that like, even when I was four, I would like to do things my way and I was headstrong. I mean, you were picking flowers and wearing high top vans to your basketball practices. I think (laughs) that's adorable. I'm not very telling about and very telling. It's still relevant to, to this day. Yes. Yeah. So he she just I she was giving him an opportunity to be like, oh, that's so great. You haven't changed like. How cute. And he's like, you kind of sound like a diva. I'm like, dude, 
oh my God, like go, just go home, go play Second Life or whatever it is you do. Anyways, that was mean. Sorry. Um, okay, so now, <laughs> so now we go to Putt Putt, and finally Jacob gets to do something that means something to him. Okay, he, he redeems he gives, himself, he, and he does. He and I'm himself. like, thank God, because in the beginning it wasn't clear. Like they were obviously trying to make us like, oh God, is he full of shit? But he's yeah. really good. And this is what drove me nuts about this. Um, first off, Haley, like not the best look to be as competitive as you are in this where like your guy is for the first chance getting the chance to be good at something and you're just shitting on it the whole way and yet I completely relate I feel like I've been her and that's why like I try to stay away from competitive things because I get really angry when I'm not good and I get mad at you it's true and it's I turn into like a seven-year-old yeah I mean I praise (laughs) did you see myself and her I definitely definitely do. I, I thought it was funny because you know he's draining. Except all- I'm not sporty at all. So the fact that I think that I should be amazing at anything is just like nonsense. It causes a lot of confusion. <laughs> the very rare times that we do as a couple go mini golfing or something or yeah, it causes a lot of confusion. For you? Yes, because you <laughs> because you think that you're supposed to be really good at something <laughs> right. and you don't have success, which is I have zero experience. Perfectly like, normal for someone who doesn't have any experience playing these things. Right. And it leaves me in a state of bafflement <laughs> and okay. not really knowing how to proceed. That's, anyway, enough about us. That's enough. Um, <laughs> wh- no, the funny thing was, you know, he's, first of all, I don't really know why he's so good at putt putt just because based off of his putting like grip it mm. is not a golfing grip but it's putt putt and it's, it's not golf grip. i'm just like huh it's his putt putt grip yeah, whatever works for you swing your swing kid but <laughs> um she i loved how she said what did you come here early to practice <laughs> oh you're right and he's like no i'm not psycho like and, I mean, he didn't say that but i'm like cuz she you was there like early. you like you yeah okay my biggest thing was with this is he told to camera when he was doing the interview, he explained why Putt-Putt was meaningful to him and why he's good at it. It's because he grew up with, I believe, a single mom and him and his brothers would just go after school and basically wait at the Putt-Putt for her to be off work and come get her. And he made a point to be like, bless her heart. She was working like four jobs, blah, blah, blah. And so we spent so much of our childhood at the Putt-Putt range. And then he never shares that with Haley. And like he she I think, you know, when she's kind of competitive in the beginning, like, why are you so good at this? Like she's getting frustrated because it's the first thing she's not been good at with their competitions. And well, he does ask her, I believe, was putt putt a family event for you? Yeah, but. It's like, dude, yeah. share the crucial. Like, if he was to have just shared that small fact, like, that would have probably been the most vulnerable thing that we have heard from Jacob up to this point. Just anything telling us, like, who you actually are as a person, what makes you the way you are. Like, again, being into 80s is not a personality trait. Like, yeah. having three, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that bummed me out for them, but like, also, we're just not. Well, I mean, she was kind of, no it's hard here. because like, I don't know. She was kind of shitting on it 
from the beginning. You know, even when he wanted to get like fun code names for their score oh, card. Eagle versus Dragon. Eagle versus Dragon. She's like, what are you talking about? I know. I'm just like, come she, on, this is cute. It's fun to like. Yeah, get into it. Yeah, get into it. Give each other stupid, goofy names. Like, I think the hard part is we are to the point where. Like, they're both pretty frozen in contempt with each other, but they're not willing to fully say they're giving up. Yeah. So you get these, like, glimpses of each one when they're willing to try, and it usually never lines up timing-wise with the other person. Yeah. And then that further perpetuates their theory that they're the only one trying and that they're the, like, what's the point of this? Like, they're just so over each other. She is so turned off by him. That's a good point. She knows that he's not the one. And so that's what makes watching some of this hard is, like, I, I vacillate back and forth between, well, if they would just do this and if she would just say that and da-da-da-da-da. And then I come back to, like, what am I saying? Like, no, this is a mismatch couple. We've known this pretty much from day one. And it's just getting excruciating. So speaking of that, I feel like we still have a lot more to talk about with them and we need to move along. So let's talk about when they get, when we do um, our letters to our younger selves. Dude, go ahead. No, I mean, once again, this is another, I, I just made a note. Like this is another very easy conversation starter yeah and, and easy way to oh tell me you know after they read their letters tell me more about that tell me you know and once again opportunity missed as you would opportunity say. missed huge opportunity missed jacob's letter is like there's nothing vulnerable or deep about it he says don't be a bitch to himself it's just like the dumbest shit ever. And also, thanks for not giving up on football. I was just like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And Haley, of course, is like, really? That's all you have to say? And then this killed me. <laughs> She's like, really? That's it? That was like three sentences. And he's like, I mean, I wouldn't like say, I didn't want to say too much because I don't want him to change what he does because it's important to get us to hear. And I'm like... Jacob, what we're not in like a Marvel time loop. Yes, <laughs> like, not like this isn't about like you're not if you write the letter, it's not gonna change anything from the past, you imbecile. Uh, like this I, is, I won't cha can't change anything because that will affect Thanos' like, oh infinity my stones. God. It's like, come on, no, dude. No, this is a vulnerability exercise. Like, I just can't Ryan kind of brings some of that energy too in his letter reading. Totally, totally. Where you're like Goals, goals, I goals. I wouldn't change anything because it's where I am now. Yeah. It's like, well, you can have some things that. Yeah. <laughs> Which then somehow oh. we get to quote the fabled bracelet. Bracelet. End quote. Bracelet gate. Bracelet gate. This the is... fabled bracelet. The story of the fabled bracelet that we have never heard oh, about my until gosh. episode 14. I'm like, don't tell me that something is a fable and you didn't even let me in on the fable until now. Like, that's not a fable. The fable. And like, I was like, excuse me? And I mean. Let's just get into the bracelet. Yeah. because Can you tell me obviously, what you think? Um, okay, looking back at. This was the wedding gift. Yes. Looking back at the footage of Haley opening the present, mm -hmm. uh, mistake number one was not opening it up all the way because she's under the impression 
right. that it's a necklace. Right. And so she doesn't open it up right away and like fully open it to right. realize that no, it is actually a bracelet because had it been a bracelet, she probably would have worn it. Yeah. And we would have. So that's that's the first thing. Also, though, like I'm curious for my girls out there. I mean, if on the day of your wedding you were given a bracelet by someone like and you've been planning your outfit like I think it's also like really unrealistic to like I it's not that big of a deal to throw on a bracelet but at the same time to a lot of brides that would be a big deal like you guys don't even know each other you don't know her style it's a beautiful thoughtful gesture but to have the expectation that she walked down the aisle with it we have seen many we have seen many couples in the past Mm -hmm. exchange pre-wedding gifts yeah and there has been jewelry. Mm-hmm. And to my r- memory, every one of them has worn the object. Really? I, I can't remember specific people, but, but I do know. But they know their husbands or their wives. It's been on this show, Married at First Sight. Oh, I thought you were talking about people in our personal life. No, oh. on the show, jewelry has okay. been worn before. Okay. I understand Whatever. what you're saying, and I can't, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I can't obviously speak from experience. It was an honest experience, mistake, though, but from I, what she said, at least to start. As a whole, I am Team Jacob on this bracelet gate. As a whole, I can't, I'm, okay, this is what I was Wear talking. the damn bracelet. It's really important, like. Totally, now, now, I Do mean, I think he's, <sighs> do I think he is. Being absurd and. About the and price of tacky it. tacky as fuck for bringing up that it's $800 like 75 times. Yeah. Disagree with that. Wear the bracelet. It was really, he spent a lot of money on it. The the way that it was handled, even post wedding. Well, okay, that's I'll the part give that you. I have okay. the problem with. Okay, so I'll give because, you. I'll I'll concede yes. my pre wedding to mess up my jewelry. Whatever, it's silver. You're probably wearing silver with your white gown, babe. Okay, she might not like it. Okay, okay. just saying. But bottom line, I buy what she says happened that day. It sounds very honest mistake. Like it's chaotic. You, it's your wedding day. There's people everywhere. You're also marrying someone you don't know. You get the gift before the wedding. Oh my gosh, it's a necklace. I'm obviously not going to wear it with my high cut um, wedding dress, but what a beautiful, thoughtful thing. Then she finds out later it was a bracelet. And obviously he made comments about like, oh, why aren't you? Oh, something, something. And then it almost seems like, so her mom ended up because of the way that that night goes and the way that they leave, like mom, right away, mom takes bracelet mom with took her. the bracelet home with her out of state, like just because that's the way that it all went down, which again, is not that hard for me to imagine. But then clearly this has been coming up for like the last six, seven weeks. And I just feel like she just started digging her heels in because she was like, I don't even care about this stupid effing bracelet now because I don't like you. And yeah. And so for that, I will give you that if you were really trying and your person made it clear that they were really hurt by the fact that they hadn't seen you wear it yet and that like it meant a lot to them. Ask your mom to send it back. Yeah. Like, no, be like, I mean, mom, she's had too is, much time yeah. now. No, she's had true. too much time now to get this thing back if she wanted it. And I just think, like, I think, think low-key, this is her way. <laughs> I think it's messed up. I mean, it I would is. be I would be super hurt if I got 
you a bracelet and we didn't like if putting myself in this Jacob shoes, yeah. I would be super hurt if it was like it's clearly not even on her mind at all. Well, and she finds him so annoying. And because I think he doesn't give her much else. The fact that this is one of the few things that he will just not stop harping on when she's like, you don't even want to know anything about me and you're obsessed about this $800 bracelet. I feel like this was her way of hurting him for probably the whole time, you know? So I do think, and we we it becomes clear when they have their unanswered questions with Dr. Pepper, that she ref- has refused to acknowledge that just because she thinks he's being overdramatic by his, how he feels about this bracelet, it's how he feels. And if you care about him, you should care about how he feels. And it's like, she hasn't even allowed that to cross her mind because she judges him so much because she cannot stand him. Yeah. That she just like, oh my God, that's all you're talking about is the bracelet and the blah, blah, blah. So it's hard because I kind of, I, yeah, like it was a bad look. The unanswered questions meeting with Dr. Pepper, I just felt like, oh, they set this thing up to make Haley look like trash. Like, but why? So her one big question is, why do you wear dress shoes all the time? No, this was probably the that worst. That was just cruel. She, like this, at this point, she's like. This segment of Haley with the unanswered, like made her look Such probably bad look. as bad as it, she's looked all year. Yeah, for sure. Um, because I don't know, we have varying degrees of of seriousness with the unanswered questions, from having children to leisure clothes to sleep schedules. <laughs> um, but this is a bad look. It looks. It's a bad look. It's for so Haley. bad. She looks like such an asshole. It's so, just like seriously, yeah. that was the question. Like, you just want to reiterate that you hate the clothes he wears and that you think he's a dork and. I just felt like that was her way of being like, I was watching that like, oh, you've completely thrown in the towel. Like you're not even. Oh, trying. they're both done. He yeah. gave. So he gave the Alabama hat back. <gasps> yeah, that was petty. And she called her mom and they had a like complain fest about how <laughs> tacky Jacob was. Yeah. And this thing. A lot of people were coming for her mom on Twitter. Oh, really? I mean, I am sorry. I think it's mom, like moms aren't supposed to tell you that everything you do is perfect, but it still is your mom's job to like be on your team. Oh, yeah. So I didn't really have a problem with the way mom was being because I'm like mom's job is to be like full team Haley in whatever Haley wants. And Haley's obviously been calling her, telling her she can't stand this guy. So I thought it was a pretty natural reaction from mom. Yeah. Um, bottom line, Haley should have worn the bracelet and who knows? Who knows? Send the bracelet back because Jacob wants a refund. Oh, yeah. Like, period. That's clearly really important here. Like, he wants a refund stat. Yeah. Uh, In every way. He wants a Haley refund. Yeah. This relationship looks (laughs) over. This relationship looks over. I can't believe how much she dragged him for wearing his cutoff shorts. At the at his oh my company god I know event. I mean he did look it, silly yes but um who cares who cares it was twenty years ago I know. like Let's are you kidding me like chill out was it twenty years ago yeah that's what he said oh I mean he gosh. is like forty two yeah he's old older. he's older <laughs> he's older he's not old sorry he's an elder he's not an elder <laughs> just kidding okay I'm done with them I they're can't. just no uh Ryan and Clara. 
So we start Ryan and Clara's segment with Ryan just coming out of the gate with super husband vibes. I really appreciated him scheduling this meeting with mom and the way that he framed it was so precious. Like, you know that I I struggle a bit sometimes with feeling like Ryan is too buttoned up. He's too stiff. Um, but it's coming. It all comes from it all comes from being a pastor's kid. Totally. But the fact that he like meets with mom and he says like, you know, I just want to explore if I have any blind spots. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, this is a total like if there's any ways that I could be, you know, understand Clara better. Like basically the opposite of like the tone that Eric came in with. Yeah. With her dad. Very like. Very humble, very like uh, there's um, like I can't possibly perfectly know her yet. And oh, you yeah. know her best. So I loved this conversation for yeah. the most part. The only thing I didn't love was that I felt like so when they're talking about the church stuff and raising kids. And again, we, we are hearing in like in environments outside of when it's just Ryan and Clara one on one that this really freaking matters to Ryan to raise his children in the church. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think that that's very non, like, I don't think that's very negotiable to him, but he's trying to be open because he cares about her. And the mom basically talked about like, I wasn't a regular church goer until I had kids. And then I realized that I wanted that for them. And mom basically tells Ryan, just you wait, she's going to get pregnant And she's going to want the same thing. And then he's all comforted by it. And that's what he leaves with. And I'm just like, so you think so mom pretty much went opposite of Haley's mom in this situation. And you think he went she went a little bit too much team Ryan when she should have been protecting her daughter more. Well, no, I wouldn't even say it that way. I just think that mom's getting Ryan's hopes up. Mom loves Mom's giving false promises that she has no business giving. You don't know that. First off, I have a sneaking suspicion that that is not true. From just Clara's energy around what it all represents to her in her past. She's kind of, I feel like I can respect it if that's something you care about, but like that's not for me. And look, people change and evolve with this. So anything could happen. I just thought it was a little irresponsible for mom to be like, just you wait. She's gonna have your child. And then it's like, no, you guys need to be real now about what. The expectations about why, yeah, exactly. So that was my only thing with that. Did you have any thoughts? No, I mean, I think it's just completely apparent. I mean, I thought that, yeah, Ryan doing this is, I said power move, I meant like boss move. Like, this is, he shows his confidence, he shows his humility, and it's so clear. He does two things together very well. He does, he mixes his confidence and his humility really well. And that ultimately is like one of the main reasons I still maintain hope for this couple. I mean, his mom and his family love the guy. Her mom. Sorry. We don't know his family. We don't know his family yet, really. But yeah, her her mom is like obsessed with Ryan. Yeah. And so then we have the dinner with her parents. Yeah. Going around the Um, family house. And she's showing him stuff. I loved when she said I was big in the show choir world. That made me really happy. Um, also felt very triggered, mostly kidding. But when she tells that story, uh, about how her mom broke her Usher CD, (laughs) it made me laugh so hard because it was making me, hi dad. Uh, it made me think about how 
I got a Smash Mouth CD when I was like in fifth or sixth grade. And then my dad was going through and reading the lyrics and he was so horrified by the inappropriate that he the did. Length. He did like a CD breaking ritual that I was to bear witness to, to like show me how bad this was. Uh, and it was really funny. The, it's a really uh, funny memory okay, pre, that I'll treasure forever. Pre the iPhone or pre the iPod MP3 player mm-hmm. downloading music on your computer mm-hmm. days, the lengths that we had to go through oh, as yeah. Christian youths <laughs> to procure during purity culture to, to procure a parental advisory, advisory CD. CD. Oh gosh. I mean, so hard. I could have gotten into the CIA with the things <laughs> that I had to do to try to get a parental advisory CD. That's why I became CD. like psychotic with the LimeWire. Like the second that shit came out in like sixth grade, I was breaking all our family computers, downloading all of these illegal things, songs and stuff, you know? Um, because it's serious. You need your music. Yeah. <laughs> and your dad's going to smash your CD if I he think reads I, the lyrics. I, I was like, I just got an Eminem CD for the first time just not long Yesterday? ago. Because <laughs> it took me years to track down the Slim Shady LP. Anyway. Okay. That was a great I, meal. I, di- I digress. We feel your pain, Clara. Yeah, we get you, Clara. Um, I have, Oh, something mom said that I loved. Like, her main advice... I just like her mom a lot. She's got great vibes. She's not pushy. She's not judgy. She's just really sweet. Um, You know, obviously we know her not very well, but I liked when she said, just make sure that every day is decision day. Yes. I was like, that's great. Because that really is true. Yeah. Um, And then we get to the unanswered questions. And Dr. Pepper goes in for Ryan pretty right away. And just, I love that she kept using that verbiage withholding. Yeah. How was it talking about how Clara felt feels about you withholding intercourse from her? And I appreciated it because that's kind of how it feels at this point. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you think like because withholding is a pretty strong and it's, loaded term? But when, isn't when, it kind of valid when you find out he's getting a hand job every night? It is. I think think so. (laughs) At least. I I think so. Like you're withholding. If that's the thing she wants to do, like from what we heard last week or the week before the the infamous kitchen conversation. Oh, that Clara still would say it was all 10 out of 10 and unfiltered, by the way. We forgot to say that, but that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, she's not getting anything. So, yeah. yeah, I think it is fair to say withholding, especially when the relationship is going well. You appear in your strange Ryan way to be very crazy about her and very committed to her. And this is really important to her. Now, something that I did think that was interesting, though, is that she has this has pushed Clara to, you know, explore a little bit her ideas around sexuality and that. She bas- she does admit that before she like put all of her value in this. Yeah. And I do think that this is a really big one for women to reckon with when we become adults, because especially our generation, like I feel like maybe not as much the younger people's because they're they're smarter than we were. But like, I just feel like that was so much the culture of that we were like going through puberty in and at college and even. And 
it can be really hard at first to get out of that mindset if you are equating that with a guy liking you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it does seem like as much as this has been frustrating and as much as I think that he is, he's putting it on the pedestal too much. He's actually putting a lot more pressure on their relationship than I think is necessary. I do think it's good that she's had to work through some of that. Definitely. You know? I would agree with that. I think the the biggest thing from biggest takeaway from this Dr. Pepper sesh was the talk about I love you. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I thought it was very interesting. You know, like obviously this. we know that Ryan has never said I love you to a partner before. Yeah. But his reasoning behind it, I it's found absurd. very confusing. It's absurd. He says he doesn't want to say it because he doesn't want it to lose meaning. He said he never wants to get too used to saying it. Which I'm like, I'm meaning. screaming at the TV, bro, she's your wife now. Yeah. She's your wife. And if you haven't said it before, what examples do you have of saying it and it being law? Like, where are you getting that from? Right. What do you mean it's losing meaning? Don't you remember? Like, I feel like I've known people like that, though, that are like, oh, people say I love you too much. Like, you love pizza and you love a person. Like, that's ridiculous. They're not the same thing. And I'm just like, yeah. And like, if you have any context clues, you know the difference between how those loves are being used. And I just, I just don't agree. To me, this is almost the bigger withholding than the yeah, sex. No, because I, it's I think like, so, too. I love that Dr. Pepper's like, I think you guys are going to look back and be like, oh, we were in love on that couch. And I agree. I completely agree. They are. He just needs to get over himself. She, he and, needs to say I love you to her right now. Yesterday. Yes. Which is, oh my gosh. Which is why she's so sad with his letter to himself is just she, she, I don't really know why she was so sure that he was going to suddenly say something in that letter that said anything about loving her. I think she's at the point where now any kind of any ceremonial anything, she's like, is he going to say it? Is he yeah, say it? yeah. That, that's what I think. It, it was less about like the content of the letter and more. Yeah, I just think we're well, having. Well, she made a point in her letter to be like, "You're gonna love a lot of people," and it like she was. She's she definitely wanted to like drive some point home that like. Everything leads up to now and you don't need to be afraid to be in love. Yeah. Like, just give your whole self. Yeah. But yeah, I just felt like this is very problematic because especially someone like Clara, who I feel like I get on an emotional level a lot. And I just am like, she needs a lot of attention and she needs to be told that she's loved and safe a lot. Like, I'm big on verbal, too. Yeah. And I could see how someone could argue that we overuse I love you, but I would never. I loved Dr. Pepper's perspective of like, that is always the last thing I want you to remember about how like, I feel about you, no matter what. conversation. Yes, yeah. Like, especially if something were to ever happen. And like, I feel like it's important to say. I don't I know. Like, we say yeah. it a hundred times a day. So and I, I guess think that got just, through to Ryan. I just still, I mean, he has to say He's still building yet, it so, up still. Yeah. Ugh, Ryan, stop. You're in love. Surrender. Say the truth and give your wife an orgasm, please. Um, okay. Now, Brianna and Vincent. Brianna and Vincent. I thought overall, I mean, you know, we just continue to love. I loved the tap dancing. I loved hearing about how dancing really 
brought Brianna into like love and acceptance of the color of her skin and herself and everything she was. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so beautiful. Yeah, she really opened up. And that like she had the wherewithal to realize at that age that that's what was happening. That like I'm just impressed like by 15 or 16 that she was like maybe she wasn't conscious at the time of what was happening, but I just thought it was really beautiful. She definitely has a good perspective on the situation. Yeah. And she and gave up dance for a lucrative career. I know. And I, I really appreciated that she like admits where that has left her unfulfilled mm-hmm. and that like, she really was emphasizing that she wants to, she wants whatever world their kids to grow up in to just be like completely non-judgmental and completely supportive of whatever path they want to take, no matter how much it makes sense, because that's a part of her that she feels like she like gave up. So I thought that was really cool to like get some perspective from her with that, Um, which I do feel like Vincent is very rigid about like goals and like this future image of their life. I was just going to say, I think that, Vinny, if there's one knock on him in a way, Mm -hmm. I think in a way he can be almost too future and goal oriented and be missing some of the things that are happening right in front of him in the moment. Yes. And I think he's going to have to work on that. This Uh, is something that I said. I said I it's very similar to this. I was thinking I love hearing his explanation of why family matters to him. Um, and you know, when we get to the bodega, we get so much more in depth understanding of maybe why he's very concerned about resources and building wealth Yeah, because he literally comes from true poverty. Um, and I just think that was all so enlightening, but I just wish that he could see that him and Brianna are already a family right now. Like they are already a family with Cookie. And this relates to me to the baby stuff too that they talked about with Dr. Pepper. Like I understand that if that, if adopting is something you haven't considered until this moment, that it can take a second to adjust. I get that. Um, But when we're talking about potentially a life threatening thing for your wife and you're just stuck on like, I thought I was going to have a legacy. And I'm like, you can still have a legacy with unado- with adopted children. Like, and we're talking about your wife potentially dying in childbirth. Like, this is something that really happens on a regular basis. I just am not, I, I, that's my one thing bone to pick with him this week is I'm still not impressed with how he's responding to like the true gravity of what it means for her. And again, like to go to this, to the goals, to the... He obviously has, like, pictures in his mind of what he thinks things are supposed to look like. And I just want him to, like... Like, guy, let go. Like, you're freaking crazy in love. You guys have so much fun together. Your wife clearly does do really well financially. Like, can you just... Like, you guys are a family right now. Like, cultivate that right now. You know? Yeah. I think... I mean, his date... We're going to the Dominican bodega. Like that opened, that gave me a lot more perspective on him and his culture and what's important to him and why it's important to him. Yeah. Um, But I do think like sometimes the way he presents is a little checklisty. Like he has all these, like everything is like a box to check, which is admirable. 
Um, but I do think, but here's what I will say. I think he's the kind of guy who needs a little bit of time to process things. Yeah, you're right. He and does. so I think having this conversation while with, Do- you know, the, about the kids with Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper, you know, you can emphasized. see him kind of working through all this stuff. And maybe it looks like he's like shutting down a little bit. But I think that ultimately with a little bit of time to assess th- this whole situation surrounding her health and what potential mm-hmm. health risk could happen, I think. Like, we know he's a good guy. So, yeah. But yeah, I think it's just going to take some time. I hope you're right. It just seems like the one thing that I've seen him like more than once, it seems like he just totally shuts down and like gets irritable even when she even makes a comment like, in the future, a ways from now. I'm like, Vincent, you're still really young. Like, please stop. You've been, you've known this person for the same amount of time you've been married to them. The fact that you even are bringing any pressure around childbirth into this when she said, like, to me, all that should matter right now is that, you know, you both want kids one day and. At least you have that because Virginia and Eric, exactly, you know, they don't have that knowing that you you should know know that and know, like, are there any like like things like the religion thing is a really big thing for people. So, okay, you should probably know that, too. But beyond that, like, geez, you've been together for like 40 days. Yeah. Like, just be married for a couple years. Let's just try and do that first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but do I think you're right. I moment, think but... I think that they'll get there. I think he'll get there. And I think that's part of why Brianna is so good for him. Yeah. Because I think that she pushes him a little bit with that stuff. And it is just so funny, though, because they both have things that they're type A about. And then they both have things that they're so chill and go with the flow about, yeah. you know, so they're not easy to sum up in one kind of thing. Because like you said last week, like Brianna has 6 a.m. energy and that's true. But I also think that like Vincent has the equivalent of 6 a.m. energy about other things that Brianna is way more chill about. Yeah. Like, let's just have fun, yeah. you know. Now, before we move on, we cannot get an answer to this sleep controversy. Oh, oh, like the time? We can't figure it out. I'm sh- <laughs> truly shocked about well, how we are Dr. unable Pepper, like... to get, a, I know, but it took like forever Yeah, for some sort of agreement. I mean, they were both like not budging. Yeah. It, I was like, can we get an answer here? Can we get a sleep answer? Yeah. This is insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. They agreed on some variation of day thing, but they we didn't even get to see, like, what did they decide? Yeah. I yeah, they both are out. just like, no, nope, my way's right. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, my goodness. guys. goodness. And also, like, I'm sorry, but let the guy unwind in bed for a little bit on his phone. Like, I know. Give me a break. I, I don't understand. Uh, I don't know. I know I'm still on I've team let Vinny sleep with you for that so is that what you're thinking right now in your head I don't know maybe there's some transfer yeah you're there. triggered there was a time where I would get annoyed when you would want to stop our shows when I was basically not ready for them to be over and then I would think you were going to bed but then to like see that you were watching your own show on your phone would piss me off yeah but I realized that I had I, like I needed to just get over it because if it's this is a part of your wind down, it can annoy me. But it you, just is what it is. You did have to get over it. 
So how's that? For, I don't really hear any compromise. In how's, there. how's that for a compromise? <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, Eric and Verheen. Let's oh, go to goodness. the people that cause us probably now the most. Wait, do you think they cause us more stress than Jacob and Haley? I, mean, I think they do because like there's Jacob and Haley are still like there's still too many comedic things. For yeah, me yeah, during, you're right. During all of this, whereas Virginia exactly. and Eric, it's like it's dark. It, Eric's Eric's energy like dominates Ugh. and it, over the airwaves and the seriousness of it all yeah. is He's a, a lot head. to handle. He's a butthead. She's just not ready for this, and he needs to just like go to his local Atlanta church that he frequents and just find someone there that's already what you want. Like what? You're not going to, it's too much to ask to change someone yeah, this eight is just, years younger than this you. Is, you and, know, like, and like, even the, you can tell, like the way they see the world is just so different. Yeah. It's just so problematic. Like it's the whole foundation my, of it all. My whole thing, I mean, we'll get into specifics. My whole take with Virginia throughout yeah. this episode uh-huh. is that she's kind of got one foot out the door. She's leading with that in a way. And it hmm. seems... Mm-hmm. To me, that the things that she brings up, especially at the end of the episode in terms of... Like examples. Yeah. It's almost like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm kind of like testing you in a way to see like, this is me. Do you want to leave? Do you want to leave? Because I am feeling... Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out if I agree with you because I feel like on one hand, she desperately wants to make it work. But then... I do feel like the biggest issues they bump into, he he is just, he he's a very black and white thinking man. She hasn't seemed the same to me since last week and the whole... Text and... Yeah, Rex. the whole like anxiety stuff and the, yeah. their big blow up fights. For she's, sure. she's, she's just seemed off. Well, and to me, I feel like they've like started one of those like tension cycles where like, then you say something that then offends them, that then they say something. Like, I feel like they've been stuck in one of those for weeks because well, they're yeah. always getting... I mean, okay. Eric here, is getting personally offended every five seconds. Yeah. Well, and here's, <sighs> here's I guess, an example. Like, so they go to the house. His house. His, his house, family house. His family house. She seems pretty disinterested, I noticed, during this whole thing. In general. I just felt like it was because she, she was, was distracted by the fact that he... That, like... Here they are, like emphasizing all of his family stuff and his history, and he hasn't even tried. I know, but that, yeah, but to that's hear what I'm them, yeah. like she's talking to like his mom and his sister on a regular basis, yeah, like that's major effort. That actually really surprised me. Didn't that surprise you? Yeah, I was... like that was some grown up stuff. I'm gonna say something else. That's like I, I feel like we keep wanting to get to the specifics, and then we have these overarching opinions, but like. Something else that I've noticed, it just plays into his whole... I just think the big thing with Eric is he is pretty black and white and he does have a bit of a superiority complex because he's a black and white thinker. So he's like, everything I believe and everything that I think is the right way. Yeah. And so anytime we bump into that, you know, combine that with his insecurity and he's just grasping at straws to like react in different ways to like be manipulative or guilt her... To make her understand, which that not that funny? That's that's his favorite way to start to end a sentence is, you got to understand that. 
I mean, every week we get every, it at least yeah. five times. We get he starts the conversation with you got to understand or you, you need, need to, to understand. understand. And most of the conversations end with, well, if this is not going to be like this, then I'm out. Yeah. And I liked that Pastor Cal called him out in the unfiltered. And he said yeah. that he needs more. Pastor Cal said that Eric needs more understanding and less ultimatums yep. and snaps. Agreed. I just thought so then they're sitting down and like looking at his like paraphernalia. Oh, the comparison <sighs> of the scout medals to the yeah. medals he got in the army. Yeah. Virginia. That's a bad look. Okay. I mean, it's kind of not. But he's also being a little bit of an over, a drama. I queen. know, but he's really proud about that. Yeah, no, and I know. I know. those are really important. She to was him. just saying in the hot. Okay, no, she was being a little bit petty, probably. I know, but oh, is that like scout patches? No, like, I'm sorry, oh, but it's like scout patches. You don't get like medals in the army. I think it was a little blown out of proportion, and like like you but, go yeah. vol. It's not like oh, I spent three hours volunteering. That. And here's my volunteer patch, I or I learned how to tie this knot. Here's my knot patch. I mean, come on. I know. Dude's like. I know. But I'm just sick of Eric being fucking offended every other second. So, like, I was just like, come on. Like, you're Mr. Military, man. You're supposed to be, like, the most, like, whatever. Like, buck up. Like, have a backbone. Like, yeah. geez, is that really that threatening to you? Like, laugh and be like, uh... Not quite. Not like, don't act like you got punched in the stomach. Oh, but this is what I was going to say. This With the superiority complex, I feel like he has a superiority complex around the way that he was raised. So he's very like, well, the way that I was raised, I was raised in a good family, That's in a an, nuclear family. That is an excellent point. I think so much of that comes from and I, the family of origin. Yeah, and I think that she... I don't think that that's lost on her. And personally, when we end up being surprised to find out, which that Eric has not tried at all, that he has not reached out to any of her family members. Um, and of course, we saw the way he interacted with her sister a couple weeks ago, and it was very unimpressive. And this is obviously emotional to her. And I was the immediate thing I thought was because then he says it later. He says it to camera before he calls the dad. He goes, I just didn't realize how important her family was to her. And this is the thing. I think because she has shared that she had a very tumultuous upbringing and that like, you know, watching the broken relationships and I'm sure there's, it seems like there's, you know, a lot of shit there, a lot of chaos. I think because that's what she shared with him, he had, again, black and white thinking, well, she has bad parents so I don't need to try with them because like they're not we're not going to rely on them. We don't need them. They're not people I'm going to be worried about impressing if they were shitty to her. But it's like, dude, that's not how life works. Like it's still her family. She yeah. still loves them. Yeah. They're still her people. That's definitely you know? I think that's definitely plays into it. Yeah. Like, and for I, sure. I just feel I've always felt like even the way he'll frame sometimes it's just hard because I just associate it with the way that he does a lot of things, which is just always like, well, oh, you, oh, you of shitty background. Let me teach you. I'm older. I'm wiser and I'm more stable. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck off, dude. Like you have your own issues that you need to go figure out. So duh. another thing that that's a great point. And another thing that I'm noticing more and more with Eric is when, anytime he gets challenged on things, 
Um, like for example, you know, she calls him out and she's like, you're all about family yet. You don't care about my family. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, I love you and I will do anything for you. And I feel like if you want to start talking about the, I love yous losing, Mm, losing value. Yeah. Anytime you get backed into a corner and get challenged on something, Good it seems point. like he's throwing the, the I love you, the yeah. I love you. I'll do anything for you at the wall to just right. kind of be like, okay, hun, be to quiet. To get her to shut up. Be quiet. Uh, I love you. I'll do right. anything for you. I'm, Good point. Especially because the experts, no matter what, every week, the big thing they say is you have to stop avoiding these hard conversations. And I think that like you're saying, I think this is one of his tactics for avoiding the actual hard part because he can't really deal with being challenged, especially when it's like, when it's a black and white thing that he was like, this is good. And this is the standard and this is how things are. And, and again, this is something that I'm struggling with more and more as every week goes by, which is that I, because there's so little people that I'm really, truly rooting for because it just feel like I'm not able to have this like one strong, like I'm team blah, blah, because most of these couples, uh, you know, they all suck in a lot of ways. And then they have some things that I understand where they're coming from. So even with this, I mean, my instinct is to always you know, be more concerned for the woman, especially the younger woman stuck in a relationship with someone who feels manipulative and judgmental and controlling. And yet I don't not understand when we get into bullshit again about like going out and drinking and sleeping over at people's houses. Like, I feel like he clearly pulled that out of his ass at the end um, to make her look bad. Okay, so this is post Dr. Pepper. Yeah, this is and post And they're talking Dr. about Pepper. like marriage goals. Um, what are marriage standards? What does that look like to them? What are action items within those things? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they were just by the end, they're fighting again. They're yeah. fighting again because she's like, well, so the whole thing, Dr. Pepper's big thing with their unanswered questions is like, Eric's like, I just thought that there were some things that everybody knew about, like, the foundation of a marriage that were necessary. And she's like, I think that he gets so obsessed with those black and white ideas that he forgets that, like, we get to decide what our marriage is. And the interesting part is, like, I almost feel like the truth is somewhere in the middle. I mean, I think that philosophically, I agree almost more with Virginia, but Again, it comes out in these like petulant ways that I think that she throws at him when she's feeling pushed up against a wall, yeah. you know? So then by the then he pull out that random comment like, well, sorry that like I'm not comfortable with you sleeping at another guy's house. And then we get that. And she was so like not cool that he said that. She was like, where did that come from? And then we get the flashback of the meeting with the pastor Cal that was like the second week of marriage. It was over a month ago where she's like, you know, sometimes I end up sleeping on the couch with my drunk guy friend. We get that. But I felt like she pulled that out of, he pulled that out of his ass to throw in her face. It's not like that's been a fight. Like that's not something that's really happened since they've been married. Yeah. So, but it's also like, do I want you like, no, I, I do. I want you at some girl's house and get being too drunk. So then you sleep on the couch. Like, obviously not. Yeah. But it's also like there's no details to that situation. Like, I, I just 
It's weird. I mean, it's weird. And this is another, and this is like another thing where it's, I don't know, it seems more like she's living the post-college life. And it is a little weird or it is a little different because of his schedule. Yeah. She's going to be home for like days at a time. It's true. Like she's still young and in her mid-20s and... Like, obviously trust implicitly like trust these friends like right you know so i don't know i mean obviously like it's tricky it's yeah. tricky and but at the same time i'm like is this really important defining standards no. of marriages it's and like, goals this just feels like it's we're just we're talking weird situations yeah, we're here we're not like so bizarrely but I think that at the end of, and he even ends up saying that, even though, again, I'm just realizing this now, Eric's the one that took it there. He's the one that brought up the guy sleeping over thing. And then by the end, he, she's like, well, what if I'm at Cole and Dada's house and you're out of town and then there's a storm? And he's like, see, you're just bringing up these random, crazy circumstances. And she's like, well, exactly. I kind of feel like she just wants to know this is the, the petulant teenager thing again. Like she wants to know that at the end of the day, there is trust here and there is enough freedom that if there is an extenuating circumstance like that, that you are not going to flip out. And we as a married couple are going to like figure it out and you're going to understand. Like those are the gray area moments that like yeah. it's just a waste. I think she just wants to feel like she has more freedom. And she keeps reiterating that basically anytime... Well, this anything is anything not... goes wrong with them, it's her fault somehow, and yeah. that is how he frames it. And even when we, I, we don't need to talk about this too much, but they had their basketball date, which it was fun to see her like do something she's good at. I like that. That was cool. She schooled him on the court. Yeah. So, but then he ruins it at the end again because he like says something about like I just want you to need me, mm. and then she really off the cuff is like, "Can I just want you instead of need you?" And then he goes into his freaking Eric pout face. And I'm just like, Eric, why do you have to make everything about this? Like, everything comes back to, like, he doesn't feel... Like, I understand on a base level, human beings wanting to feel needed by the people they love. But Eric's level is, like... It's to me, it's like disturbing. It's like he wants her to not have as much of a life. He wants her to be like completely incompetent or helpless. And he keeps saying, like, maybe she's too independent for me, like last week. And I'm just like, ew, that's not even a cute look. That's not what. Yeah. Like, and why did you just ruin the state by like making this big deal about this stupid thing? Like I, I kind of, I don't know, you know. Yeah, Do you no, know what I, I mean? get, yeah, I get what you're saying. Or did you sympathize with him in that moment? No, I didn't. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he calls, he calls Virginia's dad, so he tries to do <gasps> yes. something. But even that felt kind of weird. Was very uncomfortable because it, it felt awkward. like all he wanted to do was talk shit on her to him. Yeah, and and he's he had he said I was actually impressed. Like the by energy dad. that he brought was like coming with excuses and like he has to do this because Ew. Virginia. And it was just like no, it was not. It was cute. weird. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, he's like Virginia's really been trying it, it, rather than just call and be like. Hey, Mr. Blah, blah. Like, I'm so sorry that you haven't heard from me yet. It has been a whirlwind of a month. And I don't know if you know, but this is my job. And between that and our schedule, it's just been crazy. But I wanted to touch base. Like, 
play the positive of the situation. Like, but he comes at it right away with Virginia is upset because she's reaching out to my my family and I'm not reaching out to hers. And I just didn't want to basically I didn't want to look bad. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? What are you doing? And then he goes into issues that he's having with her. Yeah. More than once. And I I was bracing myself every time just because this dad has like a look and a vibe that you're like, oh, he could maybe kind of school Eric if he wanted. And it actually, the dad took it in stride multiple times and was very, without throwing Virginia under the bus, it was like, he was just saying like, these are her strengths. This is her personality. And this is why, let me tell you, like me and mom kind of fucked up a lot. And like, I... I thought the way that he framed it was really cool. It felt like, oh, you're proud of your daughter. Like, you yeah. you really respect her and, like, who she is. And I loved the way that he came at it. And then it felt like we were closing the conversation. Yeah. And then Eric again went into, like, some bullshit about her. Like, well, I just, you know, she says this. and the, And the dad finally, he froze after. And there was, like at least three seconds of just silence. You could tell the dad's like, what are you doing, bro? Like, I've been so generous in this conversation. Like, don't, like, I'm not your counselor and I certainly don't know you well enough yet for you to come and like talk shit on my daughter like that. Yeah. It was not a good look. But again, I just felt like Eric was trying to frame himself as some sort of like, like he's the strong steeple and like she's just the wildling. Yeah. You know? It would, I mean... I think that this couple and and Eric probably in particular can like say and do what needs to be done to for them to potentially say yes on decision day. Mm-hmm. I just don't see long term no. once the cameras are gone how this like Survives. works out. Like yeah. I think they like I just think they're two different people. Yeah. And yeah. you know what she probably does need someone a little bit older, but someone who's eight years older and who is has the views and beliefs that he does and and the the military background yeah and like he he leads his life like that i was like what made them think anything about that guy was virginia's guy yeah it's like (laughs) it's like they wanted to put him with a like drill sergeant i mean not that he like yells at her but you know what i mean with that energy that authoritative energy yeah Which she is the kind of person who, if you come at her with authoritative energy, she's going to rebel against you. Like, just because you are coming at her that way. Yeah. So. The only other thing that we forgot to address is that, I mean, Virginia had Margs with Eric's sister-in-law, Bridget, who I want to call Brigitta, because that's how she spells it in an interesting way that I Mm. feel like you can do that. Um... What else is there to say except Brigida is clearly horrified and definitely judging Virginia. Definitely doesn't like this relationship. Um, and I don't blame her for like, Virginia was really just kind of spilling it all. And I'm kind of like, do we trust this girl well enough yet, Verge? Like, why know. are we doing this? Yeah. Like, I don't but know. But she's been in contact with him a lot. Yeah, but Brigida was clearly judging everything she mm. said. That was just weird. Yeah. I mean... And I felt like Brigitte was like fully demonizing going out with friends at all. And I was kind of like, okay, this is just like, you, Virginia, you're telling the wrong person this stuff. This yeah, is not good. Possibly. <laughs> um, 
I feel like that's all we have to say because, I mean, we don't have Chris and Paige praise everything that we don't have to deal with that bow shit anymore. And next week we get, Uh oh, we get our group trip. This is one of my, this is usually one of my favorite episodes of the year. So fun. We get our group trip. smash, explode. Vinny's got horse problems. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that looks like a classic Vinny thing, like being like, I'm not going to be good at this. I'm not doing it. Um, I'm excited, though. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Explosive. Some better drama than like, I feel like. Get the them last, all together yeah. and let us parse it out on next week. Up, next week's up. Yeah. I feel like the last couple weeks have been a little bit more of like just arduous. Wouldn't you say? Like, I feel like we need something to really. It's been pick pretty, it up. It's been pretty toil heavy. <laughs> yeah. And very so, toil. Um, I'm going to get into my power rankings. I'll get into it. So last week we had just a recap at our one spot. We had Vincent and Brianna mm-hmm. followed by Ryan and Clara, Jacob and Haley. And it was so tumultuous that Virginia and Eric got bumped to the last place mm-hmm. this week. They largely stay the same. <laughs> uh, Vincent and Brianna, obviously tier of their own. Tier of their own, even though we don't do tiers anymore, they're in the top tier. Second would be Ryan and Clara. All he has to do is drop the L bomb or mm-hmm. get freaky the- in the sheets. <laughs> um, number three, I actually have Virginia and Eric just because it feels weird after that conversation we just had. I know, but Jacob and Haley are like out of this, like this relationship. Yeah. Nothing, there's no light on. In there's that no house light anymore. on. I mean, Final thoughts going into like watching the trailer for next week. Mm -hmm. It makes it seem like Jacob and Haley are having a good time, but I don't think that a good time can put a bracelet on someone's wrist (laughs) or an Alabama hat on someone's head or get them to put on tennis shoes. So Mm. that's all we have for this week. We're very excited for next week's group excursion together. Hopefully yes. we have some laughs. We will have some laughs. Oh, we will. And follow us on Instagram at Till Death Do Us Recap. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll talk to you next week. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>